Okay, hey everyone. So I hope all is well, and thanks for listening. Okay, so imagine this. Imagine you find yourself, through no real fault of your own, locked in a prison cell, condemned to death. And you have a year to wait there until your execution. So what would you do? How would you deal with this inevitability? How and where would you find consolation, if at all? Well, these are the questions the Roman philosopher and political statesman Boethius explored in his book written in 523 AD called The Consolations of Philosophy. You see, what happened to Boethius is exactly what I just asked you to imagine. Boethius had led a privileged and active political life until one day he was found guilty of treason. He was then thrown into prison for about a year until his eventual execution. Well, it was during this time that he wrote The Consolation, with his own circumstances as a condemned prisoner providing the setting. Okay, so The Consolations was written in prison when Boethius was waiting to be executed. Now this raises an important question. What motivated him to write this text at this late hour of his life? Well, obviously, as the title suggests, writing this book was surely a way of trying to come to terms with his personal tragedy and his inevitable death. And by the way, this practice wasn't completely unusual. People did write and read consolatory texts to try to, well, console themselves. That's to say, to try to discipline their emotions and to give themselves some psychological calm or equanimity in the face of suffering and change of fortune. I mean, one place you certainly do see this is in the earlier ancient Greek thinkers, many of whose works were designed to teach how to maintain a detached and calm attitude through life's various challenges. Here, Socrates and Epicurus and the Stoics like Marcus Aurelius come readily to mind. Anyway, so back to Boethius. So he wrote the Consolations as a way of dealing with his tragedy. And he probably wrote it, therefore, at least to begin with, in a state of turmoil. Okay, but, well, so what form did this writing take? Well, essentially, what Boethius does in the work is he sets up an imaginary dialogue between two characters in prison. The character Boethius, which obviously pretty much stands for himself, and the character he calls Lady Philosophy. This is the literary device he uses to play out the the psychological drama he was experiencing while in prison. And again, he uses this conversation between these two characters as a kind of therapeutic technique. That's to say, Ultimately, he seems to do it so that he can gain a more detached and sagacious attitude towards his own tragedy. Okay, but now let's get into some more detail here because uh, it's important. So, first of all, who is Lady Philosophy? Well, what she seems to be is she basically seems to be an allegory of human rationality. Or maybe more broadly, she seems to stand as the symbol of the classical philosophical tradition. And what she's there for 
is to try to help Boethius alleviate his negative and his irrational emotions and deal with his tragic destiny. So really, maybe one way to understand the essential difference between the two characters is to view one, Boethius, as standing for the passions and the emotions, and the other, Lady Philosophy, as standing for reason and wisdom. And so the idea is that Boethius is someone who's tormented and being misled by his emotions, and Lady Philosophy is someone who's there to teach how reason can serve to rise above situations by annihilating emotion. Actually, this strict distinction between emotion and reason does seem to be sometimes suggested in the text, especially when Lady Philosophy appears in Boethius's prison at the very beginning of the book. When she appears, she sees him surrounded by the muses of poetry. Well, what does she tell him? She says this. She says, These are the ladies who with their sterile thorns of emotions kill the rich product of reason. So again, the message seems to be that it's philosophy as reason that saves us. And the reason Boethius is suffering is because he's forgotten philosophy. He's forgotten how to view things rationally. In this sense, Lady Philosophy, through her commitment to reason, is a healer. And again, this goes back to ancient philosophy as something that's at heart therapeutic and medicinal. Okay, but now you might be wondering, how exactly is reason supposed to help Boethius? How does philosophy as reason help those in turmoil? Well, one thing among others that Lady Philosophy stresses quite a bit to Boethius is this. What she says is that it's irrational to center your life around transitory things like external goods. That's just to build your house on sand, she says. It's just short-sighted. It's to eventually and inevitably leave yourself vulnerable to frustration and disappointment. Losses are inevitable, and fortune is fickle and unreliable. The correct approach, then, is to tend to the well-being and management of your soul. That way, when you lose things and fortune turns, you won't be caught unprepared. Ultimately, genuine happiness is not constituted by external things. Okay, but all this said, there's actually something very strange about the way the consolations proceeds. And here, I'm going to sort of question the traditional interpretation I've just given. So, what's strange is that Lady Philosophy ultimately doesn't really seem to be very convincing on a purely logical or rational basis. And when you look closely, the arguments she presents to Boethius have little substantial philosophical analysis. Now, the reason this is strange is because Lady Philosophy, as the common interpretation goes, is supposed to be the very personification of reason. Well, how can reason personified fail like this? Fail in regards to structured philosophical argument and substance? Well, okay, so here's the thing. 
maybe this isn't quite the right way to interpret this work. Maybe it's not pure reason that's supposed to save us. I don't know, maybe the suggestion is, it just can't. So maybe Lady Philosophy's real consolation takes a slightly different form. So what could it be? Well, here's a thought. Maybe Boethius derives most of his consolation from simply having another person around to talk to. In other words, maybe it's just speaking to another person and being allowed to express your feelings that provides the most comfort and reassurance. And this is exactly what Boethius has Lady Philosophy do in his work. That is, she not only speaks to Boethius in a, in a sweet and trusting way, but she lets him talk for long periods of time without stopping him. I don't know, maybe this is what we all need most in our own darkest moments. We don't need arguments, but we just need someone to be there and to talk with and to confess to and someone to truly listen to us. And maybe it doesn't matter all that much what that someone says, but instead what really matters is that they say it and how they say it. Actually, in a way, you might say that Boethius here sort of anticipates the likes of Freud's talking cure and uh, Carl Rogers' active listening. So, at the end of the day, maybe Lady Philosophy isn't meant by Boethius just as some kind of strict allegory of reason and philosophy, but maybe she's created by him to be a person Someone with a genuine personal dimension. Maybe Boethius figured out that the greatest consolation in the last hours of our life is just to have another human being in the room with us. Okay, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, there is something else that Lady Philosophy does for Boethius that doesn't involve rational or philosophical analysis. What she does is she just reminds him to think about his life and all its happy moments and its privileges and to be grateful for it. And this is sound advice. It's greater than any philosophical argument, in fact. Because let's not underrate the power of gratitude. I mean, on the eve of our death... Is there any greater healing influence than to be grateful for our past blessings? Of all the great virtues, I can't think of anything else more than gratitude that's capable of robbing the dark grave of its victory. <laughs>